Oi, mate, there's you. I believe it is. Wicked. You touching yourself. You are a legend for doing something so stupid. I mean, it's mental. They're going to fire you. You answered around your two right 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 Hey kids, it's your old pal ML Elric coming to you once again from Red Shovel Network headquarters in the basement of Drew Lane's. Well, it's not really a house of skank, it's just a house that, that hates him. <laughs> And we love it because this is where we get to join you every Tuesday. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. We appreciate it if you subscribe. And if you click the alert, you will be ahead of even us because you'll know when we're going live. We often don't know when that is until it happens. But here we are with Mark Fellhauer and Sean Windsor. And we have a lot to talk to you. And all of it's brought to you by Luke Nowacki and Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. We'll tell you how Luke can help you set yourself up for a nice, easy retirement. The Cadu Cafe, where if you're looking for a great place to go on the east side, that is our destination of choice. Great food, great entertainment, great fun. And the Michigan Peddler. It's a little damp today, but don't be put off by the weather because there's still lots of good times ahead. You can get out on the Pedal Pub, cruise around Corktown, Midtown, Downtown with your best friends and some beers. And even though they have pedals... Uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you this or not. Sometimes you can take your feet off the pedals and it just keeps rolling. And the good times roll here on the Soul of Detroit. You'll settle there. No, I feel like I'm on a, an incline here on a little <laughs> slope. And by the way, I, you I just now put down your phone. Did you hear anything he just said? Yeah, I heard everything he just said. No, but, but no, but what's what, a liar? No, here's, here's what I know about Mike. It's, he's never, never, ever going to disappoint you. We pull up at the same time out front of this lovely studio, and he starts walking in, and he lifts open. You know, it's garbage day, right? So yeah. there's a bin out there. He opens it up. I'm like, what are you What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you looking for? Oh, he's got a remodeling project. I thought, oh, maybe he's looking for something for that. I, I, don't, I don't know. It reminded me of the tales I used to hear back in the late 80s in Ann Arbor of people going dumpster diving behind Ugh. Domino's pizzas to take the toppings off the pizzas that were thrown out and then go what? home and make omelets out of them. That's disgusting. Who did that? So I, it, I, I, you know, just people that I knew in the restaurant business. Uh, so I was spitting out <laughs> my gum, but, but, but I, I that's will. That's not nearly enough. Uh, that's not I, fun. Come I on. will confess that when I go up to East Lansing <laughs> at a rental house, we have, the kids have a garbage can and they have a recycling can. And every time I go there, I go in the recycling can and I pull out at least half a dozen returnables. And I just can't believe these kids are putting returnables in the garbage they're not even recycling them but this is money this is so cash we can, money can we stop, i paid for college with but returnables but then you take them back and you put gas in the riviera and that's how you get back home can we stop with the um you know the um the refund can we just be done with that now everyone knows you're supposed to recycle but is that really an incentive anymore no way. Do you know what downtown would look like? Do you know what our streets would look like if we didn't have the returnables law? If we had a returnable law. What do, what do other big cities and big streets look like that don't have a 10 cent? They have uh, a lot of broken glass and a lot of crushed mm, aluminum. Plus, I also think that they have scrap yards that take those. People still will pick them up and take them to scrap yeah, yards. There you go. But, so can but, we get rid of it? No, I don't want our homeless to have to save up for cars so it's they not can free return free money. Stuff. I mean, you pay it when you buy it. Oh, by the way, uh, 
one time. But it feels like free money. It's I, psychological. I, I don't think we say homeless in the free press anymore. I think we say under-residenced or something. I, I wrote uh, in really? a column a couple months ago that I remember when the hobos were in <laughs> Kennedy Square and a copy editor changed it to people who are without homes. What? That doesn't have the same feel. I mean, hobo is... Although when, are, I, when, when I hear charming, hope, right? I mean, well, yeah, it's uh, kind of romantic, right? You skeleton, got the, the they stick, ride the rails. You got the stick with the uh, everything yeah, tied up in the hand. Yeah, yeah, it's, hobos are they're friendly. There are there are uh, are um, they dumpster dive behind the dominoes for toppings. I don't think that yeah, we our, should be our, too our judgy transient here. pals. Look at the three of us. I'm looking at the screen. I can see all three of us. By the way, I have a weird orange glow. We could all use a bit of a shave. We all look like we could be hobos. I've been working for 55 years to grow this. You want me to cut it off? No, I'm not going to start over. There's no way. The other thing about returnables is I get to meet a lot of uh, former Fox 2 viewers when I go to Meyer or to the returnable place with my shopping cart full of cans because Sunday night and Monday morning is usually when the folks who have been cruising the highways and the byways cash in at the uh, i'm just saying the desired effect that it's supposed to have is is done it's worn out it's over it's played out so they get to meet their hero is what you're saying you give no, them that just, opportunity and then just, they say we miss you on tv where what have you been up to yeah they say charlie and i say no and they say rob and i say no and they say roop and i say no and they say hey newsman they, they do call me the newsman. Yeah. kind of i've been with you where people have called you hey newsman i've been with charlie where like people call, hey newsman yeah that's a that's okay. a that's a title i think we can wear proudly. proud yeah sure but no, I think we should keep the returnable law. In fact, the stores are always nah. trying to fight it because they say that it really... Well, and one of my first jobs, once I quit the paper route, my first time leaving journalism, was doing all the bottles and cans at Johnson's Milk Depot on Mac Avenue. That was It creates jobs for kids, too. Sometimes it's just cleaning the big Yeah, why do you hate kids, machines. Mark? Uh, they can do other jobs. There's plenty of jobs for them to do. Yeah, pick lettuce. You're saying that's the reason to keep refundables is, is for jobs? I think that's as good as any. That's ludicrous. Everybody knows you're supposed to recycle. Some people just don't do it. I'm telling you, if there was a return on those damn plastic water bottles we see everywhere, you would not see the plastic water bottles everywhere. And we might not sell as many plastic water bottles, which I think would be great. I'm not a bottled water guy. That seems to me to be one of the silliest things that people do is buy water in a bottle. It's easy. Yeah, but Remember, guess humans, what? Humans so, like easy. This is easy. I put water in this cup. Oh, my God, but you have to take that cup with you? and Yeah, yeah. we're celebrating the 100th anniversary of Spartan Stadium by uh, excluding mass. And is, that a, you, is that a souvenir cup? Refill it. Is that a souvenir cup? Uh, it is, but it's not one that I purchased. I will tell you, it was it was in the stands after a game. Do you get free refills or anything with that for the souvenir cup? Yeah, every time I go to the tap, I free, fill it with water no, for free. No, I mean at the game. No. Are you kidding? Okay. There's nothing free in a sports stadium. Well, where I, where I sit uh, at Michigan, I can get oh, free refills right. up in the fancy yeah, pants seats. Yeah, and that's so, the, where the cake eaters seat. I'm not proud of this, and I know it makes no sense, but I bring I bring the same cup back every week. So you're not even paying for the first one? Is not, it not, super, not because is it I'm superstitious? Cheap. Not because I'm... No, God, no, I don't believe in superstitions. I don't believe in karma. I don't believe in any of that stuff. That's yeah, you all do. Mumbo, no, I don't. That's all you're mumbo. You're wearing a lion shirt. It's a shirt. Sean, I can't be your shirtless. Because they, because they won. Yeah, right. Out of uniform. No, actually. right. Yeah, exactly. Because they won, so you're wearing a lion shirt. I'm, I'm wearing my very fetching uh, ML Solo Detroit polo that we had available. And I've got my very non-fetching merch. ML Solo Detroit hoodie. But I bring my cup strictly based on principle because I don't want to pay that much. Do you have for... to sneak it in? Do you have to jack no, it? Well, it doesn't say that you can't bring an empty cup into oh, the really? stadium. So. 
Wow. It wouldn't stop me yet. Could you bring a scorpion bowl in and all your which, buddies could drink Coke for free? Which I will fully admit. No, because it's got to be you know one of theirs. I'll fully admit oh. to it's ridiculous. Um, and part of me just does it to see if I can just do it. I'll probably stop now that I'm talking about it publicly. Yeah, I should probably alert Dave Brandon. He'll What's that dude up to? Oh, Spe- I you- speaking of going through dumpsters for Domino's, say he's probably behind Domino's. Dave Brandon update. We should we should check in on Dave. What a clown! I haven't heard that name in a while. Good. I'm gonna look Dave Brandon up. I don't know a- well, didn't he go to Toys R Us and drive them <laughs> yeah, into bank- yeah. drive them into bankruptcy too? Yeah, no, he did. Uh, he did. Uh, he did a great job for them. Is he responsible for Babies R Us? Uh, well, I think it's all in the same brand, isn't it? Why are you shopping? Are you are you expecting? <laughs> what, what's, what's the point there? No, no, God, it's funny. I stopped and got a coffee though, and I saw a gal oh, well, fill, filling up her uh, grocery cart with one arm and holding the baby in the other. And I, oh, if I'd gone there, I would have seen a woman doing it. Did, and um, did you offer to go hold the baby? <laughs> no, but I thought to myself, and I don't know if y'all have had this uh, thought because your your kids are still relatively young, Mark. But maybe you, Mark, I cannot imagine having a baby right now. The, really? The, I mean, I can't, the the work. I, I just can't. I can't fathom how because you're old and exhausted. Yeah, I so, can't. So am I. Can't is, fathom how we did that. It is a how young man's happen? game. It's a young man's game. How did that happen, Mike? Uh, well, I, I, you know, I don't want to turn this into a biology lesson, but you actually couldn't have a baby. <laughs> That would have been Anne who had those babies. <laughs> I, I know people say we had a baby. You, mean like, raising you did a child. not. I was there when the baby was born, and you believe me, it means. was a lot easier on me. You know what he than means. Anybody else? I'm not going to concede. Um, no, I I could have a kid right now. I'm full of energy. I would. In fact, I miss having a little kid, and I love seeing my nieces and nephews. And I think it's a ball. Here's when I wouldn't want to have a kid when they're 15 or 20 and uh, they're rolling me out there in the wheelchair to meet their friends or when it's prom, they're like, oh, your grandpa, he's going to die soon. It's like, no, that's my dad. That would be, that's when I think it gets rough when you want to play catch with your kid. And, oh, yeah, uh, no, I know. Cause I'd get, and you're later afraid of, you know, rupturing your colostomy bag. I'm one of the older dads. I know. Oh, are you really? One of them. I'm but not. You look so young and fetching. Stop, Who used the word fetching? Stop undressing me. What? <laughs> with my words. Yeah, no. With your eyeball. Well, the, I don't like the way you're looking at well, me look, either. The, the shirt is the shirt's a little snug, you know what I mean? So my leaves, shirt is it leaves a little less for uh, the imagination, so to speak. I don't think it's that snug. It's just a shirt. Stop you're, you're, undressing me. You're popping out your You really out. think I'm theme dressing because I'm pumped up about the Lions? Well, I mean are, I am. You are pumped up about your Lions. Who isn't if you're a Lions fan, right? Mike. Uh, no, I, I, I'm a Lions fan. Though. I'm he consistent. Like the NFL. If they win, that's fine. But all those people who are scrambling off the bandwagon are now running over themselves trying to get back on. I that's, don't. That's football, though. That's college football's the same way. No, I'm there all the way. I'm, Do you... I'm down with my Spartans, even though they are terribly. Down. Oh, here's where here's where Dave Brandon is. By the way, oh, you found out. Okay. Yeah, he's at this uh, this. I think they're. Uh, like a equity firm, KKR. Some people may know it as Kravitz something Roberts. It's um, they're the big fat cat guys. They uh, invest in stuff. So, so like when he was at Bain. Yeah. So venture, he's kind of going back to venture, his whole but, thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I think they're a venture capitalist. I think corporate raider. Right. They find they find companies. They they gut them and then they move on. So uh, I know a lot of people in radio that were not happy with Dave Brandon because they I think didn't he buy out uh, Clear Channel and. Nah, whatever. Oh, is he I with digress. Cumulus or Odyssey or one of well, those? Well, back in the day when he was with Bain Capital. Uh, anyway. What's happening to, to radio is 
what happened to radio is what's happening with college football. They're just people are consolidating, okay. crushing the opposition. They're building this massive overhead that they're not going to be able to support. If anything happens to change the economics of college football, it's going to crash because they're now getting fat and happy off of all this TV money, and that's going to end up. At some point, right, yeah, you're not going to yeah, be able I'll to bite, sustain I'll it. bite because there's two things here. There's, there's the money the universities are making, and then there's NIL. And you said before we started that you think NIL is ruining it, and it's clearly not. No, yeah, it is. If anything, it's leveling the playing field. How many good teams are out there right, right now? Because there's 10 exactly. guys out of 110 who get paid, and then the others don't? Huh? With no, NIL, there's that. 110 guys on the football team. I guarantee like you there's only three or four, yeah, maybe yeah. 10, who are making any kind okay, of money. So say you're number 11. You're going to go to a school where you can be one of those 10. I mean, look at the quarter starting. Don't make that face. Look at the starting quarterbacks in the Pac-12. I think they're almost all transfers except for one or two, right? Because they wanted an opportunity to play, and the portal allowed them to play. I think if you can't get paid at a Power 5 school, you're going to go to a lesser conference and be one of their big cats, but there's not going to be the money to go with it because they don't have the TV contracts. They probably don't have the boosters, that, and they probably play in front of an empty stadium. And who's going to buy their jerseys? How many people are running around with an Appalachian State jersey on or a James I'm not Madison? Boone, I don't know. By the way, James Madison, coolest jerseys ever. I think they're the Bulldogs. Each sleeve on their football jersey is a bulldog head staring out at you. Uh, worst uniform ever, that disaster that your Spartans wore on Saturday. What was that? What did they wear on Saturday? The MAC helmet? Yeah. Do you think that's why they lost? That's Michigan no. Athletic Sp- College. Speaking of, speaking that's of not jer- why they lost. That's but back those, when we the, were national was, champs. But they have such a cool logo, and they're going to put that on the helmet? I don't know. Speaking of jerseys, not a fan. jerseys and jersey sales, did you see Travis Kelsey's now? Yes. got the most popular jersey in the NFL. I was just reading that. Yeah, the Swifties are buying up all the Travis Kelsey isn't, merch. Isn't that crazy? The economy of Taylor Swift is mind-blowing to me. The story is mind-blowing. It, it took over media. I mean, she was at the game on Sunday, and it still is a story today on Tuesday. This is just a pop star attending an NFL game because she's banging, you know, one of the most famous and visible people in the league. Um, but, yeah, just the economy surrounding her and everything that they've bought up and I think his jersey sales went up, what, 400%? 400%. He's gained 300,000 followers since In Sunday. one day, he gained 300, essentially a 24-hour cycle. Chiefs viewership went up 63% for women aged 18 to 49. <laughs> Makes guys, no man. sense. Makes uh, no sense. How, we've been trying to drive numbers on this podcast for a long time. It turns out all I need is for one of you guys to date Taylor Swift, and you just won't do it. There's a new shirt, too, 87, his number, and her number is 13. I'm sure everybody's seen that. The credit card ad where she's like, oh, 13, that's my lucky number. Wait, are you making fun of her? So there's a shirt, there's a shirt that says 87 plus 13 equals 100. Can you get a jersey what? that says Mr. Swift on it? Oh, probably. I bet you could. Yeah. No, how, how do you explain her her popularity, the, the cultural phenomenon that she is? You huh. remember when she was in Detroit or what, earlier in the summer, yeah, right? Two shows sold it, out. It, like it that. dominated the conversation in this in this region for two days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, downtown was very happy because the people, once again, this economy of Taylor Swift, the people that came in spent a lot of money downtown and were, um, you know, uh, well behaved, I guess. I don't know another way to put it, but they were out and about and not much trouble and. I don't know. It's wild. What do you attribute it to? She's I mean, incredibly talented. But when did when did this really start to change? Because she's been popular for a long time now, right? When did it become what it is right now, where she shows up in the Kansas City Chiefs game and dominates the the NFL? 
Well, I mean, part of it is because of that tour has just been so successful and huge. But she's been getting she's been popular for a long time now. No, right? I know she has. I mean, but, it's her but, and Beyonce, right? I mean, those are the two biggest stars. Um, and and but and I think Taylor has surpassed her recently. Mark, I'm gonna let you finish, but Sam Laporta had one of the best games of all times. And it was lost in the sauce because she's Sorry, not Dale, Taylor Taylor Swift. Huh? That was, that no. was Kanye West. That's that's when she became that's when I first heard about her, is when Kanye jumped up on stage like fifteen years ago. Yep. It's hard to believe that she's been a big star this long. Katy Perry wasn't a big star this long. My man Bruno Mars wasn't Lady a big star Gaga this long. Lady Gaga wasn't. Yeah, Lady yeah. Gaga. Where is she? I, I think I saw her on some commercial. She's got a migraine some, commercial. For now. some drug, and it yeah. looked like, ah. Yeah, because she has migraines. It's a little bit like Madonna's run, right? It's reminiscent of that. Um, yeah, but in a much different, I mean, two totally different types of people. I Although mean, Madonna did... She did goose her career by Jose Canseco and a lot of athletes. You know, she kind of glommed onto the superstars with superstars thing. Yeah, but she was did it with sex, right? I mean, that was her book. Yeah, everything she did was provocative. Taylor is, which you know, kind of I don't wholesome. think she's as I don't think she's as wholesome and chaste as everybody thinks she is. I mean, wasn't she just dating a creep? I mean, you guys on uh, yeah, Matt Drew, Healy, Matt and, Healy, and yeah. Mike were talking a lot about what a. Just a sick, cancelable piece of crap. The guy is. Yeah, and then she gets people to register. She's got what two hundred thousand people to register to vote last week. Yeah, and uh, oh, was it just last week? Maybe, maybe it was spread out over more than that. But the, yeah, the cultural influences is really something. Yeah, we don't we don't see that as much anymore because there's so many celebrities now, right? In air quotes, there's so many influencers there's it's almost overwhelming everybody's got this massive voice unlike back in the day when there was a handful of people and she's you know risen above that to where everybody knows who she is i mean think about it i was thinking about this the other day who's who are the movie stars right now of the rock I mean, who's who's a movie star in there? Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise. Is there a movie star? Isn't the right. Rock kind of fading. Isn't he talking about going back to wrestling? Yeah, uh, that's not fading but, but though. Do we crowd. produce movie stars anymore? I mean, yeah. who's, a, who's a movie star in their twenties or even thirty? Uh, that Timothy Chalamet. I'm and, just gonna uh, say, what about that dude? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a handful of them, but there haven't been the movies. You know, there's only two kinds of movies anymore, right? There's superhero <laughs> movies, and then there's really weird art house type movies. Yeah, we don't make Hollywood on golden. Uh, uh, I was gonna say on golden, golden blonde. blonde. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> well, Mark, uh, Tim, Tom Cruise is still a movie star, but he yeah, he's an old yep. movie car, star. Uh, what about the the dude from Oppenheimer? Does he become a movie star? Because is it oh Killian uh, Murphy? Killian? Yeah, because I mean, he's in everything that um, people go see that because of him or because no. of the subject matter. So people really wanted to go see a movie about a, a physicist? That's hard for me to believe that that, that subject matter was a draw. No, I think it's more about Christopher Nolan, the director and the writer of it. Okay. And how it was filmed and all that. So are those the stars now, the directors? Like they make a movie hmm. and people are like, ooh, if they made it, it must be pretty good. I know what I'm getting. I want to go see No, that. it's curious no, what's no, the, going on the with The star movies. is Marvel. The star is Star Wars. The star is DC. I mean, what do, what do we have, though, that's, uh, the, the share, where we share the experience? I mean, that was the great thing about movies. We don't, we don't, uh, yeah. I mean, Taylor Swift, maybe, very to some few, degree. It's very few shared experiences anymore. Th- there really are. There really are. T- television, uh, Mike was talking pre-show about Ted Lasso, for example. That that was a hit and talked about, but if you looked at the numbers, how many people actually, actually watched it? A couple of million out of... He's uh, my choice for next Michigan State football coach, by the way. 
He's available. Well, he, he started off cheap. as a football coach. He's Wait. also a uh, work of fiction. The the oh. the current Michigan State football coach wants to come back, right? Uh, that you know what? Or is with, he or with, is he just working for more money? With all these statements I've seen, I I don't know that he said he wants his job back. I think he's just saying that I didn't commit moral turpitude, which is up for debate. But the embarrassment of the university that doesn't really seem to be debatable. What was the mood like, by the way? You went to the game Saturday, right, against Maryland? Well, I looked. Uh, I scrutinized. It was a big crowd because it was homecoming, so there were a lot of people there who wanted to connect with old friends who come back for homecoming. And so I, I did eyeball the crowd. I did not see Maz, so <laughs> I think that uh, he probably did keep uh, his pledge to never come back to Spartan Stadium. He's kept it for one game. I believe he said he he'd stayed be outside with a cooler game. in his trunk. Well, so that's the other thing. Uh, I did send one of our correspondents out into the concourses to investigate whether there really was a problem getting beer. And uh, this is. This I is have that video. Found. Yeah, Joe, if you want to put it up, here's the video of your intrepid reporter. So we went downstairs at the bottom of the, the tunnel thing. There's nobody there. We stepped right up and got beers. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm not. Although it looks pretty crowded, I don't know if I could fight through that line. If you look at that line again, that's pretty all busy. for Coors Light. That line is not for beer. That's for pretzels and hot dogs and all that other stuff. Oh, still looks uh, still looks cramped. I don't know. Maybe I'm at, on Maz's side now. Uh, it, it is generally cramped, which is why I'm against the beer sales because uh, I'm not worried about the lines because uh, I usually bring my own libations. But I'm worried about getting to the bathrooms when Wait. people are drinking more beer. So he doesn't like nil. He doesn't like beer sales. He doesn't want athletes to get paid. Where is he stuck, Mike? Like I, I'm very comfortable with with athletes being handsomely compensated. You want to go back to you want to go back to leather helmets? <laughs> is that is that what's happening? You really think they're? I don't even like the. I don't even like the, the helmets that look like leather helmets. So no, I don't want to do that. You think they're well compensated because they get a scholarship and they get cost of living? Yes, and because they get travel and they get clothing and they get tutoring and they they get okay. tied into a network that can lead to jobs outside of that. Because frankly, <laughs> I want the whole economics of universities change where athletics becomes a revenue generator for the institution, they not are. some grafted on thing. They are. They're the marketing arm. Well, it's, so we get a spillover effect. Yes, there is sort of a, some of the money that runs out of the barrel trickles down to the rest of the university. I, I understand that a successful the sales alone, football right? team supports the university. That's great. When people feel good about their team, they feel good about their alma mater. There's no denying that. But this money that's being pumped into the sports programs, too much of it's going to the damn coaches. And we've already seen that no matter how much you pay a coach, you may not get what you're paying for. Yeah, but that happens because you don't pay the players. No, that happens because you have people who are willing to pump money into it to try and keep coaches well compensated so they'll stay there. To me, the, the, most of these kids, if you took the top 25 teams – every year, which are ranked, I'd be surprised if more than two kids from each one of those programs, on average, gets into the NFL. They will be making their money somewhere else other than football. And so... But is that is that simply what it's about? Is about whether you go to the NFL or not? I mean, they should be compensated because they're making money for their school. 
they are making a commitment to the school. They're providing services for which they're compensated with free housing, free food, free uh, tuition. And that that's, equals their value. For the 110th guy on the team, yeah. Yeah, you could say they're being overpaid. Yeah, for that guy. Well, I mean, they're only allowed, what, 85 scholarships? Well, whatever so. it is. But, I mean, you know, they, there are not 85 guys from every team that are going on to play football professionally. Not. No. And so they're being well compensated yeah. for the service they provide. There's really only probably about 40 guys uh, on Saturday getting in the game. But, so there's 45 guys who are getting something without having to perform and to boost the university's value. Yeah, forget the practice that they do all week, right? Yeah. No, I, believe me, I, that, that that 110th guy who gets wiped out by the linebacker because he's on the scout team, because he's, he's ghosting the other team's quarterback, he goes through a lot of abuse, but that's exactly, he'll do anything to be on that team. Yeah. And that's so a, he's he's well compensated. Well, no, if he doesn't have a scholarship, to me, they should all be on scholarship. Because well, no, they but he gets, put a he, lot gets of work in. he gets compensated, like you said, with travel and all that. Well, actually, he probably doesn't travel. He probably just goes to the home games. To me, everybody who's on the team should be on scholarship. If you're making enough money to pay your bills, the first thing you do is you give every one of those kids a scholarship what? so that you match your commitment to them that they've made to you. And I'd pay the walk-ons before I'd you're pay so anybody antiquated. else. You're so old. But, uh, I hear the grunting over there, Mark. Just, it's, the si I, the yeah, sighing. We're the, never going to break him down. He's the only person. Well, not the only person. There's very few people that feel the way you feel. Well, I think that my ranks are going to grow as people see how our sports the, being the destroyed. Product, but the, but it's not though. The product is better than it's ever been in the in college football. What 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 is the product? The product to me is going to my university and watching my team and enjoying seeing people who want to be there because they want to be there and perform as a, as a fellow Spartan. And what I've seen NIL do is rip this team apart. And I've seen all the money go into college right. football. Why don't you look at another? Well, look at other teams around the country. Look at look at just the landscape in general and watching the games. I well, mean, there's well. Let's look at Colorado. Look at all those yeah. kids who said, "I want to be here." Not a great program. I want to be a part of the Buffaloes program. I want to be a Colorado University student. I want to play for this school. I want to be at this school. They get a new coach. He comes in and says, "You all got to get out of here." How is that? Right. How is that fair? Well, and should. he's only able to do that because college football has become a revolving door where commitment, dedication, well, we talk, and desire talk, are not the most valuable commodities. What are we teaching people? We've talked about this We're before, teaching them, though. go for a buck. So what about those kids? When at all costs. Those are the wrong lessons. The ones at Jackson State that committed to Dion. Why shouldn't they be able to go play for him? I mean, if you committed to Dion. Hey, I'm fine with that, but he didn't bring 85 guys from Jackson State. In fact, no, he told some of those guys who committed him at Jackson State, "You're not coming." Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Just like PJ Fleck told some of those kids who want to transfer from Western Michigan, "I'm going to take some all of these, you, but not all of you." Even all though I told you when I recruited you here that you're my guy, we're going to build this together. Guess we're not. Well, good. They can stay at the school that you wanted them to be committed to. Well, here's here's what and we're what teaching. About, them. What about here's the other, what, teaching what about the 80 lie. kids that went with Dion because it's a better opportunity for them? Well, maybe they should have made that opportunity work for them where they're at. <laughs> okay. I just, I, Says I the guy. How, you said so earlier ridiculous. in the show you didn't, left. Didn't they want to go to So ridiculous. How many times have you left journalism and tried something else? I mean, right, this is this is what's amazing. Well, so right. You two got sides me. of the coin I, is all I'm saying. I did that Everybody. once. I did that once when I was 13. And then I did it again when I was 53 to run for city council, which was just an extension of public service. 
I have left news organizations, but I haven't left news organizations. You've left them for other organizations. Right, but I didn't leave them because I wanted to leave. I left them because they didn't do what we were supposed to do. And you thought you had a different opportunity somewhere else. I mean, people leave for that reason all the time. No, That's what I, I left the Free Press in 2005 because they didn't want me to cover Mayor Kilpatrick anymore because they'd get the bell ready because they thought he'd learned his lesson and he wasn't corrupt. This was, by the way, years before he was forced to resign because it turns out they were wrong I was right. And you went to some place that you thought would uh, allow you to do what you wanted to do. Yeah. That's what we're teaching the kids. And then they sold me out, and I left and went someplace else. Right. You kept by your commitment. You kept chasing your dream. They they exercised their options, so it was really their. Oh, you kept chasing. And so did Colorado. I mean, you ask what we're teaching the kids, that's what we're teaching them. That this is how life works. If you want to make a change, you make a change. That's what we're teaching them. Uh, no, no. What we're teaching them is just go where the best opportunity is. Chase the money, Which is chase what the glory. The, what, is that what Peyton Thorne did? I think Peyton Thorne got caught with a, a shithead coach who created a faux quarterback controversy and then cost his team their best option at quarterback. So he should be stuck at Michigan State then? You know, he, well, he already, I think you're just he already broke his it. commitment to Western Michigan. So I think you're looking so at it through green and white glasses. No, I'm not. And, and, I, I've, and, and I've argued point, on behalf of those kids who went to Buff to Colorado. I'm not. Those aren't Spartans. Why we don't even play them. I don't even well, know those kids. Why didn't Kenneth Walker stay at what Georgia Tech? Is that where he was, or Wake Forest? Wake Forest. Yeah. You'd have to ask him. No, no, no. He made a decision that was better for him. And you know who benefited greatly from that? Mel he, Tucker and the school. Well, so did Kenneth Walker. Yeah, right. And which is yeah. the main point. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, to me, that's what we're teaching them, right? It, it, look, we to me, we're teaching them. Hey, we're finally not going to be hypocritical about how we operate or, or what college sports are all about. Excuse me, college football. Yeah, it's a multi-billion-dollar. It, that's exactly what it is. And it's been that way forever, and we've not. been pretending it's not. So what we're teaching our kids is, okay, we're not going to be hypocritical about it anymore. We're going. It's a business. You go where you want. God, this is such an old subject, and we just go around and around because you're and like around. You won't see no, be, because it. you guys just you disagree with my viewpoint. You want me to change my mind? Transfer portal. No, I'm not a fan of the transfer portal, but the transfer portal is different than NIL because you're going for a better opportunity. I understand that, and so that's fine. And when a coach leaves, I think the commitment the kids made to that coach should be gone. At the other, on the other hand, I would like kids to learn that you need to commit to more than just a coach. You need to commit to the institution. But here's the problem. You throw money into it. Now it's not about opportunity. Now it's not. You could be a very successful player somewhere, like Keon Coleman was, and leave for someplace else because you know you're going to get more money. Yeah, that's how this country works. It pretty much does. Uh, That's one of the things that's ruined this country, when people just chase a dollar. Capitalism? Capitalism is also the thing that says, you know what, if we can make a buck by polluting this river, let's make as much money as we can. That's wrong. No, it's totally wrong, which is why we have uh, regulations to try to curb that, right? Yes. I mean, but there's no regulations in college. There's no regulations on the consolidation of these conferences. There's really no regulations on the transfer. One kid, they say they can't. The other kid, they say they can. Yeah. There's no consistency there. Why yeah. did Jaden yeah, Reed have to you know sit why. out when he came you to Michigan why, right? State, but Shea Patterson didn't have to sit out when he went to and Ann that, Arbor? And there you go. There's, there's your, no there's consistency. Your, there's your reasoning why they're just like, all right, anybody can transfer anytime they want because... They were sick of picking and listening to every single one. Well, there's and still rules. Claiming, there's still rules because the kid in Tennessee just got caught up in it because they said he was because he, he, he didn't play for the school, the second school he transferred to. That one, yeah. And he yeah. said, "I've got some mental health North issues, Carolina. so I need to come down." He All was right, at so, like some 
some D2 school, and then he transferred again yeah, to... North Carolina. Speaking well, of... Was, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, it was North Carolina. Uh, not, uh, speaking of players who didn't transfer, and you mentioned mental health, and um, look, what did you guys think of J.J. McCarthy uh, on Monday? I thought the article in Free Press was wonderful. I wonder who wrote that. Oh, I don't know who wrote it either, but J.J. McCarthy, <laughs> the quarterback from Michigan, on Monday was asked why he performed one better uh, from one week to the next, why he performed better. And he said because he had to navigate through a lot of pressure he'd been feeling. He admitted that the pressure got to him, and he talked openly about it, which is not something you see very often. I was just curious if you guys were struck by that, and do you think that that is we're going to see more and more of that, of young people openly talking about whatever anxiety. He didn't talk about depression or use the word anxiety, but he said pressure, and you can better believe that there's anxiety related with that. We're seeing this more and more right i mean we've seen athletes drop out of we saw the, the best uh, athlete in their sport probably ever with the uh, gymnast what's her name and she's back simone biles simone biles right you know skipped out on the olympics because naomi osaka who naomi similarly osaka. was uh, was on the path to maybe be the best tennis player women's tennis player ever, there, right? there's a fine there's a fine line here though because people don't want to hear what they might consider whining from high profile people right the difference is jj said it and he still went out and performed, right? Now, if he were like, ah, it's too much pressure. I need to sit out this week. I think people would be like, hey, wait a second. You know, you know what I mean? I no, mean, they would. Still, but but do there, you think there's that the fighting through it aspect, which I think is going to be received a lot better than, yeah, I'm just having issues. I need to sit out a bunch of games. What do you think, Mike? I mean, because look, at, look at, is it Austin Meadows who had yeah, the Tiger. two years in a row? Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. What and do you pe- think? And people are kind of like, well, wait, you're now this is a professional athlete. You're getting paid a lot of money. What's going on here? And you haven't heard a peep about it from the Tigers, right? And what do you think, Mike? Do you think it's just a reflection of a larger sort of, not trend, but shift in society where people just feel more uh, open or feel like they can be more open, rather, about mental health issues? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I know from talking about what my kids go through to people, I think these are things no one would share 10 or 20 years ago, but now you share them and somebody says, oh, yeah, my kid's going through the same thing. Or my neighbor's kids going yep. through the same thing. Yep. You know, and that's a good thing, but do you want to hear that from a uh, multimillionaire? Right? Should money, so, should money change how we perceive? So these college kids are under tremendous pressure. They're, yeah. You know, you got, you got a uh, conceivably an 18-year-old kid with 100,000 people watching them. And I know how these crowds are, particularly in Ann Arbor, when they don't, don't do well and the crowd turns on them right away. Talking about a, what a, what a, what a weak, cheap shot. No, no. Hey, dude, <laughs> I remember sitting in the stands when I was a kid and saying, wow, it's almost halftime and Harlan Huckleby hasn't fumbled yet. And then he fumbled and everybody's like, Harlan Huckleby sucks. Get rid of Harlan Huckleby. Harlan Huckleby, Harlan Huckleby was a god. You don't criticize Harlan Huckleby. By the way, his child is Spartan. But that's, you know, the way it goes. But there's tremendous pressure on these kids. There always has been. It's why they have substance abuse problems. It's why they get themselves into trouble. So I'm glad that they're finally comfortable talking to them, talking about it. Here's the downside. Now they're making a shitload of money, and people are going to say, like, shut the hell up and play. You're getting well paid. You're getting well compensated. You got all the help we can afford. You just go out there and do your job. I don't want to hear you cry when you're taking all this money. And I kind of find it 
hard to disagree with those people but, when you're pretending you're a professional, but you, but really you haven't heard that about Austin Meadows. You are have a you? professional. You, we, we really haven't heard a lot of backlash because Austin about Meadows Austin. sucks. Nobody cares about him in Detroit. He didn't come here and perform. He wasn't anybody we were counting on. I wonder his mental health issues. Jeez. We, we didn't I even know. know. We didn't even know who he was before he was gone. In fact, he got here, and everybody's like, "Oh wow, what a great steal!" He had a couple of good seasons. And then the guy they traded him for starts cranking the ball out of the park. Like, oh, wow, we traded away the one guy who could really hit for a guy who hasn't done shit since he got here. Next thing you know, Austin Meadows is, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's on the DL because he's, he's having trouble dealing with the pressure. That's what he got when we didn't even know who the hell he was. Now nobody even thinks there, about it. There, there's a tricky thing with, with mental health. Um, well, okay, so what do, what do coaches always say? Are you hurt or are you injured, right? Right. Are you hurt or are you injured? If you're injured, you can't play. If you're hurt, get back out there, suck it up. People are going to view mental health the same way, right? Are, are you are you hurt or are you really really injured? It, it was interesting hearing uh, Coco Goff, the tennis player, she wins the um, U.S. US Open, Open, and she was asked about pressure. You know what's what's the pressure like? How do you handle the pressure? And she's kind of like, well, first off, she's what is she eighteen, nineteen, nineteen, twenty, nineteen, and yeah. to me, it was wise beyond her years. She's like pressure this. This isn't real pressure. There's people that are working, you know, paycheck to paycheck, trying to feed their families. That's real pressure, you know. So it's all kind of relative to who you are and where you are. And a lot of people don't want a lot right? of people don't want to see that out of somebody that is never going to have money problems, quote unquote. You know how you view it, like oh, that person's rich; they're going to be fine. Yeah, but if they don't perform very well, particularly in tennis, at a very young age, like when you're fourteen, fifteen, or sixteen, you're not going to have big money. A I lot mean, of people it, would trade their place with Coco Golf or, no, or Naomi no question. Osaka. And there's a lot of people who would trade their place with the 86th guy on a college football team that's not being compensated because it means that much to them to be there. And that's what we're missing is there are some people who want to be there because they want to be there. It means that much to them. But, uh, but I, I, hey, athletes who say they're under tremendous pressure, I understand. I have great sympathy for them. But when you turn these kids into professionals, you're inviting more scrutiny and more pressure. So I, I feel sorry for J.J. McCarthy and I'll feel sorry for his generation, but the next generation who goes to college and people are up their ass because they're not doing this or doing the other things, like, dude, you know what you're getting into, man. They all know what they're getting into, though. Well, I think it, I think it means more with the money. I think the money makes it that much. You want them to go there because it's a sense of place, and that's what we do with the universities, right? We have a, it's part, it's an identity thing, and I, and and I understand that, Mike, and I understand you feel the way you do. You you're still attached to that school. You're a. Uh, a big supporter. Shoot, you teach up there, right? You got you got uh, business up there in the community. I'll teach there until somebody makes me a better offer, I okay. guess. Is, okay. that, well, is that where you're going? That's how it should but, work. But no, but, but we can't apply that. I, I don't think it's fair to project that onto athletes. They don't necessarily want to go there because they love that school. Some do, but most of them go there because of the coach or the program or whatever because they want to play football or basketball or whatever it is they're playing. Yeah, they get a their pro style offense. Is they want to go athlete. to the best pro style exactly. offense. Exactly. Yeah, I got that. Their identity is as an athlete, not as, you know, I want to be part of that school. Yeah. Well, there's lots of schools that have similar profiles who are trying to recruit them, and they can pick the one that's the best fit for them, and then they can develop that relationship with that place. And, you know... I, I think I'm, well, uh, I'm, I'm, my uncle went to Michigan State, but I mean, my mom went to U of D. I'm the first Spartan, I guess I would say, in my direct line. So it's not like I was following a legacy or anything like that. I mean, 
That's I, I, I my family was all immigrants, so there I grew up there aren't Buckeye, people who so. went generations uh, to different. You're colleges. still a Buckeye at heart. Yeah, nobody, nobody. I don't think anybody went to. I mean, my parents. I think my dad went to college for a few semesters, but yeah. But no. people can build that relationship, and I just think when you're hopscotching all over the place, you don't build that relationship. And then when it's all over, they are with their it's team, over. Though. You got no place to go back to. You're a vagabond. That's <laughs> such an. That's such an individual choice. Well, well, think about Sean. Sean, how many different colleges do you go to? I don't know, 20, 30. Okay, which one, which one do you consider your alma mater? Which one do you have a bond with? I don't. Maybe really. it doesn't, yeah. That's right, fine. because you bounced all over. There's no place a, where you felt that you had an experience that changed your do you life. Feel, do you feel not connected? I feel, well, that's not true. I had a, I a, a total experience that changed <laughs> my life. Dropping acid uh, doesn't count in Austin. <laughs> No, I, I went to a junior college and then two four-year schools. I just transferred once, and I enjoyed both of them for different reasons, and I got a lot out of both of them, but I don't feel connected in that way. Yeah. But I'm probably in the minority, too. Who knows? No, not necessarily. A lot of people don't feel that way. A lot of people don't have that. No, they feel like about their high school. It's a place they went to school, they learned, they made friends, and but you don't yeah. feel overly emotional about No, not at all. You know, you're not hanging banners and and all that but uh i mean you know mike you come into the studio every once in a while wearing some kind of spartan stuff it's just you know and a lot of people are like that and that's fine that's great i don't think there's a single day where i don't wear something that has a spartan logo uh, on it yeah i mean that's why you go up and uh and tailgate and, and go to games did you buy anything with that cool logo that was on the helmet <laughs> yes in fact i bought did you from, really yeah from our from our um our merch uh partner now uh nudge printing they do some great uh, retro Michigan State T-shirts, and I have a Michigan Athletic College, uh, Michigan Terrible logo. Michigan uh, Agricultural College T-shirt that I wear, which I love, it's and terrible. that's one of the reasons why we work with them to do our our Soul of Detroit logo. It's something with stuff. a Spartan head or the S on it. I've got that too. I've got it yeah. all, brother. So I, got, I think I have messy, a Michigan yeah. State College somewhere. That's when. Uh, that's when Michigan wouldn't let us. In how long time. does it take you, by the way, to get your little colic? With the, with the moose in the morning or the gel or whatever is that a, is that like a we're talking 15 minutes long, is long that, enough to be late is that 30 minutes is that five minutes what i mean i don't i wouldn't know i don't have any hair so I'm glad you finally got your eyes up here you know <laughs> they're throwing a shot at him and then saying i wouldn't know i don't have hair yeah you fired a shot just to distance yourself that's great <laughs> oh man the geeks have inherited the earth i do that what a dork is him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys this week's geek is doing something that a lot of people do he's trying to save his ass by arguing something that has nothing to do with the problem and i'm referring to new jersey democratic senator bob <laughs> menendez what a clown this guy beat the devil five years ago when a, a, a public corruption trial ended with a hung jury. That's not an acquittal. That doesn't mean that he was found not guilty. It just means that somebody on the jury or a couple people on the jury said, we're just not convinced enough to send this guy to prison for a long time. So what does Bob do? He beats the devil. He gets reelected. And then he marries someone who I think it's fair to say probably had a couple assets that caught his eye. Yeah, two of them. And he had an asset that caught her eye, which was his position as the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. 
And it turns out that she had some friends in Egypt and some friends here, or she had some friends here who had some friends in Egypt, but anyways, they wanted to get information that was not public information that they could have gotten from the senator. They wanted to clear the way to get some approval so they could sell some goods that would make them a lot of money, even though they didn't have any history of selling those goods or do, providing the services. They had 300 million, what, frozen that they wanted unfrozen? Well, that was one of the many things yeah. that, that came about. And uh, along the way... Uh, in, in addition to picking up this hoochie, Bob Menendez <laughs> picks up some gold bars. They pick up a uh, 60,000 Mercedes-Benz convertible after he has a car accident. He picks up something like $480,000 in cash, which he peppered throughout his home in little caches that he had tucked away. And, uh, and he, you know, he basically says, uh, when they raid his house and when they look at his text messages and they look at his emails, it all say that if he wasn't doing something illegal, he was certainly doing something improper. Well, you don't, you don't keep 400 and what, 70 grand, uh, laying around your house. Well, as, as, I Bob, mean, as Bob Menendez might tell you, I'm not the son of Cuban immigrants who are used <laughs> to the government coming and taking everything I have. So I don't have the same uh, history. Yeah, because that's going to happen to a senator. Yeah, but uh, and he's also sixty nine, and he's part of the government, yeah. and so the odds that the government's going to come, would, and, you know, he would be the one doing it. He is the man. Yeah, yeah. So, so all this is raining down on him. Um, and Bob Menendez, the first thing he says is, "It is not lost on me how quickly some are rushing to judge a Latino and push him out of his seat." Bob, this doesn't have anything to do with where you're yeah, born. Yeah, the Justice Department loves to take down um, Latino. They just were looking for a Latino senator, a Democratic Latino senator to take out. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, they're not sweating Marco Rubio, also yeah. the son of Cuban immigrants. They're not sweating Ted Cruz, also the son of, of Cuban oh. immigrants. Well, Ted, you know, just I kidding. think he's actually the spawn of Satan. But, you know, and that's down south. That's hot down there. Shot. So, uh, no, it's true. It's uh, he's, he's, he's the man who's well-known with old scratch. But he's pulling this defensive. So I'm really tempted to say that this week's Geek of the Week is Bob Menendez. But you know who it really is? It's those Democratic senators who are not calling on him to resign immediately. Only one, and I'm not sure how easily it was understood, but John Fetterman said he's got to go. And sorry, no, no stroke jokes this week. But Menendez is a disgrace to the Senate. Menendez could be removed, could resign, should and be, be replaced by a Democrat because a Democratic governor of New Jersey says he should go and he would appoint another Democrat to that seat who could hold that seat and bolster the Democrats majority in the Senate. Cause that's really it, all they care about. It's almost like uh, they're all in it for themselves. Well, this is the same, many of the same democratic centers who wanted Al Franken thrown out yeah. of the Senate for not touching somebody's breasts yeah. and for possibly touching someone's behind or maybe kissing someone on the cheek. You know, they sacrificed Al Franken because they were trying to win a race in Alabama. They don't have to worry about saving Bob Menendez because they're going to lose. Wait, a is seat this in is New this Jersey. still Geek of the Week, or are we yes. in the room seven six zero nine yet? Wake up! Oh, sorry. Stay with us. Okay. But here's the real problem. Oh, when, so we're finally getting to it. Okay. The real problem is Sean Windsor. But the. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the Senate Democrats to stand up. It is. And do what they've done before and say this man is not fit to serve with it us. Is. Whatever he's convicted of, it's time for him to go. And so Senate Democrats who don't have the currents the courage of their convictions or their indictments, you are our geek of the week.
Yes. Are you waiting oh, for hey, me? Oh, hey, sorry. Just oh. want a uh, quick shout out. waiting for me or not. Just quick shout out to Frank, Alan, Andrew, who are watching us on Facebook. We hope you're watching us on YouTube and enjoying the show wherever uh, wherever you choose to consume it. And, of course, you can get the full download at your convenience on wherever quality listening is, is found. But we do want to thank our sponsors, starting first and foremost with the only business to sponsor every show in the Red Shovel Network, and that is Luke Nowacki. And Pinnacle Wealth. I mean, strategies. the easiest segue in the world, too. If you have uh, $476,000 in cash laying around your house. Or gold bars. Yeah, gold that's bars. not wise. It doesn't appreciate it's not earning that. for you. No, no, no. Am I the only worth. one that thought $60,000 was not that much for a Mercedes? Um, well, that's a good question. What kind of Mercedes was it? A 300 used, uh, I don't know. convertible. Okay. They probably got it at cost. Okay. They it's, probably didn't pay anything that's for That's some serious it. cost. Yeah. Boy, I, I think we're overpaying Sean to work on this show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I paid $5,000 for an 85 Buick Rivera, and the guy wanted 5500 I was glad I bargained him down. Don't have that money just sitting around. Have that money work for you. Invest that money. And the guy who can get you on the right path is Luke Nowacki. You can give him a call, 248-663-4748. Free consultation. He'll tell you, you know, hey, this is how old you are. This is how much money you want to be. When do you want to retire? You know, let's figure out. It's all big old equation. Luke knows it all. So once again, 248-663-4748. Free consultation for your finances. Because when you call Luke, he'll make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Bonaic Wealth. Sync member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Bonaic Wealth. Sync is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names. Products or services referenced here are independent. Bonaic Wealth. Inc. And we also have to tell you that the summer is gone is it officially gone is it, uh, we, last saturday i think okay was the first day wasn't it so summer's over fall. yeah mm-hmm. but with the michigan peddler detroit's top rated party bike the fall fun has just begun you can invite friends and family up to 15 per bike for fun friday night on the town a saturday afternoon soaking up the fall sun or a roving tailgate before a sunday lions game it's a perfect way to get people socializing off the damn phone Unless they're taking photos at Detroit landmarks that will make them the envy of everyone on IG, which, you know, cool kids know that. Instagram, where you might find Travis Kelsey and, uh, and uh, Taylor Tay-tay. Swift. Yeah, that's right. Michigan Peddler is the party bike that's famous for cameos on Detroiters and for hosting celebrities from Solange, a.k.a. Beyonce's sister. Athletes, media hotshots, and ML Soul of Detroit listeners have also cruised with the Michigan Peddler. We had a great time, and we may do that again next summer, so, so stay tuned for that. Small groups are no problem. The Michigan Peddler is perfect for members of the Sean Windsor fan club because it accommodates groups of six or less. You don't have to try and get six. They will make it work. Rides start in Corktown, so you don't have to worry about traffic or paying for parking before heading through Corktown to Midtown, Campus Marshes, the stadiums in downtown. You can even turn your ride into a pub crawl, and they might even let you bring some suds on the ride, too. If you're booking a birthday celebration, the Guest of Honor gets a free Michigan Peddler t-shirt, but if you're using promo code ML, you can get some free swag, some free logo gear, from ML Solo Detroit when you book your ride. So use promo code ML to let them know you support the show and you want some free gear. For more information, you can go to Michigan Peddler at 
744-3272. That's 744-3272. Or visit michiganpeddler.com. You'll find a link to their website on our website, which is mlsolvedetroit.com. So Michigan Peddler, show them some love because they're supporting this show. Uh, this week, we continue our movie themes, new wave hits that became popular or used. <laughs> I started over you when you walked over the intro. Go ahead. Sorry. I thought you were going to give me a countdown. I know. Uh, anyways, uh, great, great suggestion here for real life with Send Me an Angel. You still have eight seconds. Uh, Angel, please. Promo code SOUL.
Once again, continuing our string of great Australian new wave and synth pop bands. That is, uh, that is. Did someone suggest that or did you pull that one out? No, no, no. God, I wish I'd suggest. I would be so proud if I came up with that. That came from Dave who says the room 7609 segment has always been an interesting diversion, but lately has become more fun. Maybe it's morphed into must. It's maybe it's morphed into find music that Sean hates and maybe not, but here's a potential candidate. The movie rad from 1986 was perfect timing for a kid in the eighties looking for any construction site, dirt Hill to try to make into a bike ramp. And with that thrilling movie came along the song, send me an angel by real life. This is the nomination for the music that Sean doesn't like segment of the show. So, I don't remember Rad. I do because I was a kid. Oh. You know, I was a kid when it came out. The poster is great. A hometown kid on his BMX against the best in the world at Hell Track. So in the mid, the heat is like <laughs> the song that you went upstairs to not listen to. No, I got trapped oh. by not trapped, but Drew wanted to talk about the lions up there because that's what all anybody wants to talk about right now. I want to talk about um, about the movie Rad. Rad. This is a star vehicle <laughs> of Bart Connor. The uh, former USA gymnast, uh, America's uh, blonde-haired, uh, toe-haired, toe-headed uh, uh, love child. It stars um, Ray Walston, my favorite Martian, also known as Mr. Hand. Oh yeah, from uh, from Ray, Fast yeah. Times. Uh-huh. He was on a Mr. roll then. <laughs> um, Aloha, Mr. Hand. Talia Shire is in it. Who's that? Uh, she was in Rocky. Rocky's wife. Oh, Adrian. Yeah. And uh, Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, Ugh, was the her. co-star. You don't hate her. It yeah, was do. directed. You don't hate anybody. No, you know what I don't. Who okay. do you hate? Here's what I don't like about Lori Laughlin is so many people were like, eh, "So what? She paid uh, you know half a million dollars for her kids to get into USC and blah blah blah." It's like, well, that's wrong, but it's also the fact that she wrote off that half a million dollars that pisses me off. I don't think they come down hard enough on white collar crime. Sorry, that's my divergence back to No, that. I think true. And and as a talented uh, rower, she could have made the money back through NIL. Talented and it would have been a, it would have been a wash. Or was, was she a supposed nice to be a was tennis the, player? Was that the Eurythmics? Oh, rower. Huh? Was that the Eurythmics? No, it was real life. Real life. Okay. Yeah. The seminal Australian. If you were down here doing your job, you would hear that. Well, I was band. doing my job. It just takes a while to come out. At this Gross. age, okay, at this Tucker. age, you know what I mean. Hey, so, so this this classic was directed by Hal Needham. Do you know Hal Needham's claim to fame? Pressure is a beautiful thing. <laughs> I could use some of it. No, what is Hal Needham's? Uh, we were talking to JJ McCarthy. Maybe we were talking about joint. pressure earlier. There are different kinds of pressure. Some pressure is good. Talk about your bladder. So Hal Needham was the stunt coordinator on a bunch of films that uh, Burt Reynolds made. So Burt Reynolds elevated him to a oh, director, really? and he became. One of uh, Burt Reynolds. Do you know Burt Reynolds did hated Boogie Nights and what didn't want to make it and thought it was yeah. Now, well, based up, on the movies he did want to make, he should uh, use like, the Costanza method like and Sharky? do the opposite of what he's. What in. was the Sharky movie? Sharky's Machine. Sharky's terrible. Machine. Yeah, no. Was, Bernie Casey was good in it though. Bernie Casey was great in that movie. Um, Burt Reynolds was the leading movie star in the world five straight years. That's from his former roommate, Lee Corso. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that? A piece of audio? They were roommates at Florida? Florida State. Florida State. Sunshine Scooter. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yep. Of course, Burt Burt Reynolds is the pride of Lansing, Michigan. He was great, by the way, in Boogie Nights. He was terrific. I think there's something wonderful in there. 
Just waiting to get out. Yeah. Just waiting <laughs> to get out. Is that what you told Drew when you were in the commode? No, it's nothing wonderful in there at all. Oh. That's no, it's, it's uh I thought this was a high, I thought this was a highbrow yeah. show. I mean not I'm not highbrow, but I thought y'all were. Well, room seven six oh nine is brought to you. I gotta feel the those jeans are so wonderful. Just waiting to get out. There you go. That's brought to you by the Cadu Cafe. <laughs> That's such a memorable the way he read it, I mean, right? They were spoken. It's yeah. Just, oh, he's great in that movie. Oh. Sorry, Mike. It's, well, it actually do you remember what, what a great they, segue because Monday is muscle madness at the Cashew Cafe. <laughs> All you can eat muscles. Um, make sure you order the Dirk Diggler special that comes with a big Belgian sausage. On Tuesday, that's tonight, Mr. Picasso's playing. Wednesday is karaoke. Thursday, oh, we have cover band madness this weekend. Thursday, first rate, Bonnie Rate cover, Super Crunch, Grateful Dead cover on Friday. Saturday, Revival, which is an Allman Brothers tribute band. Oh. Sunday. There's great Greenfelder big band. And Monday, of course, is the Blues Jam, Muscle Madness, All You Can Eat Muscles, and uh, Feather Bowling. Great music, inside, outside, garage bar, Cadu Cafe. Find out more at caducafe.com, and we will have a link to their website at our website, where you can also do things like send us suggestions for Room 7609. Uh, donate. Donate's great. We uh, are happy to accept any, uh, any spare change you have lying around last week we made a rather pathetic appeal for support and many generous people heeded that call including bryant no surprise there dennis also known as dennis on the block back from iceland spreading a little cache with those of us here in the u.s and michael with a uh, a very hefty and generous donation coming from the west side of the state with just one word not grit but support which we really appreciate. So, Mark, how do people follow in the tracks of these these wonderful American patriots and lovers of quality listening? MLSolaDetroit.com, right on the top. There's a little bar. Click on uh, PayPal if you want to go that route or uh, Venmo. And with some of the money that we have left over, we will pay the fees that we racked up at Blockbuster for not rewinding our video cassette of Rad. Oh, good. We get to talk about Rad now? Wait, I thought we already did. Bart Connor, blonde Aryan guy. We didn't guy. talk about the movie, though, and how rad it was. I want to know about Helltrack. <laughs> Is that the, comp- the, the company you raced for? No, it's where he's competing against the best of the world. What I, what I, re- Helltrack. What I remember, you know, being, being a kid um, in the mid-'80s is there was nothing cooler than BMX and mongoose, yeah. the mongoose bike, and and Rad was, I believe, a big part of that. I think it was all mongoose, but ML he chose to do the race instead of going to college. So I thought you would not like that. Well, it's because he went. Yeah, what are we teaching? He again, the wrong lessons are being taught. He chose the hundred. What are we teaching? He chose. Here it is. Crew Jones is the name of the character, which, what a terrible name. Uh, BMX racer lives in a small town with his younger sister and their mother. He's faced with a tough decision. Qualify for Helltrack or take the SAT in order to attend college. Winning Helltrack means a hundred grand, a new Chevrolet Corvette, and fame. He chooses the former option. Did anybody tell him that wishes. they actually schedule multiple times to take the SAT? He probably no. could have picked another day. Well, maybe if they had a BMX um, team in college that paid him NIL, he'd go that route. Exactly. I guess I, then, I do see the wisdom, the, the wisdom now. Yeah, good. I, but back to Burt Reynolds. Uh, Sean, do you want to hear Lee Corso get really mad? Yes, I do. Okay. this is uh, He's on a radio show in Dallas. <laughs> he does not like this question. Burt Reynolds was the leading movie star in the world five straight years. And not a lot of people know this, but Lee Corso was actually the second person to pose nude, correct? 
Or did I read that wrong? <laughs> I think you read that one wrong. Hmm. I won't even tell you what. I won't even uh, give you the next question. <laughs> you laid out nicely. But I don't. I think that you was like, uh, very sarcastic, and I don't appreciate it. Of course it was. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Really? Yeah. Because why would you say that? Because, it, people. because it's somewhat funny, no? It isn't funny. It's funny. It's not funny at all? No, it's not funny at all. In fact, the, really? people, the people out there that don't know me would say, uh, what kind of jerk is this guy? <laughs> well, <laughs> wouldn't you think most people listening might know me Ooh, better? They probably back. think you're a jerk. And realize that <laughs> you are a might jerk. be a, a funny statement? Well, I think I think it was a sarcastic statement. Sure I'm on, it was. I'm on your show to try to help you. Yeah, well, we're you, having fun here, no? I don't, you're I don't telling us funny stories you. about Burt Reynolds, yeah, but, and now all of a sudden it's, it's I'm a big jerk. No, you are a big jerk because of the fact <laughs> you take a shot at me. A shot? Yes, because you inferred the fact that I pose naked. So? And how is that a shot? Because that's against what I would do. And it's not a joke then? Wouldn't not that be the iron, irony of the whole situation? Not to me. That Lee Corso <laughs> certainly wouldn't do that. Burt Reynolds would. But I just don't, I don't really understand where well, this is coming it's, from It's here. your show. All right, this is Lee Corso with us. I think he was joking, Coach. But, well, I don't, uh, see, I don't, I don't appreciate take people taking shots and joking <laughs> at my expense when I don't do that to anybody else. Well, I, I oh, yeah, think that's right. real silly. Well, I, I really do. I don't think that you should be offended at all. Okay. And I thought we were sitting here laughing and having a good time. Well, not at my expense. At your expense? Yeah. I really don't understand how you would say it was at your expense either. Because of the fact that you inferred to the people out there who don't know me oh, that I would pose naked and do something like that. Well, I guess I should just thank you for stopping by then. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Coach. Coach, thanks very okay, much. Okay, my pleasure. All right. Thanks for having me on. Wow. Uh, what do you make of that, Sean? No, go ahead, Mike. I, I, I guess, uh, I guess Lee's offended that people wouldn't think he had a rock and bod that people would want to see him play. Girl. I just want to know what we're teaching the kids there's, here. There's so many great things. What in are we that. teaching them? Uh, to take a joke, maybe. Yeah. It was so clearly a joke. I love the exasperation in the guy's voice at the end. You can actually hear him go. <sighs> okay. Yeah, you can. I do like the I way like Lee, the way you sounded. I like the when Lee. Mike was talking about how people go to Colorado and need to be able to stay there for you know have ever. to have yeah. to have to. They don't have stop to stay needling, there. They just shouldn't. They them. shouldn't be thrown out. They weren't thrown. They out. were expelled. They had an opportunity to compete. Yeah, they they weren't thrown out. But they all the, transferred too. By the way, most of them because they were told they weren't Louis Vuitton luggage. That's why they, they found out they were American tourists. They got thrown off one of those trains. And I'm bringing like Louis in Vuitton. Old, in the old uh, commercials, remember? He didn't remember? say Louis, though, did he? When they'd have the gorillas jump on all the, all the luggage to show how tough it was, they turned out they weren't tough. But, uh, yeah, I think he said Louis Vuitton. I thought he just said Vuitton, but maybe he did well, say Maybe Louis he said, uh, I guess they're on the last name basis. Mel, are you rooting against uh, Dion? No, I, you know what? I, I read a piece in The Athletic a couple weeks ago talking about what a fantastic teammate he was when he played baseball, and I really uh, admired him a lot after reading that because it, it showed me a side of him that I wasn't aware of, and I really, I, I'm very big on big teammates, on good teammates. Ooh. I've coached a lot of teams that didn't uh, didn't succeed, and maybe that's why I have kind of a soft spot for Ted Lasso because I I do believe that sports is where you learn about life, not that you learn that life is all about sports. And so the fact that Dion was someone who was very grounded and had some good sense about him, 
that really that really resonated with me. Now, some of the shit he's done since then. He's with a good the, dude. What know, has he done? Well, the way he treated those players at Colorado, I thought that was, to me, that's where you have one-on-one meetings and just say, hey, listen, we're going in a direction that might, you know, you might not be a part of that. So I just want to tell you, this would be a good opportunity to, to weigh your, you know, your options, and I'd be happy to help you in any way I can find a better fit. But this probably isn't going to be for you. The way he, the way he introduced himself at Colorado, I didn't like. But I love the fact. I think he gets what college football really is now. I do too. And that's what I don't like. I don't like what yeah, college football really is now. He's a good dude. Well, there are some people who say that if everybody's being an asshole, I'll just be an asshole. And there's some people who say, guess what? I don't have to be an asshole, so I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm going to be who I am, and I'm going to show people that there are alternatives to being what's the predominant motif. I don't. I don't think he's an asshole. I think he really, really likes those kids, right? And I, and it's just the ones he has, right? How did he know so, the kids? He knew. He knew eighty guys. He brought in. No, he looked at who looks good. He, he built his team based on oh, what think, scouts I, told him and what film looked like. I mean, yeah. he, he didn't go out there and say, "I'm going to find eighty kids I really like." No, he found eighty kids that he could succeed with. But I love the fact. And then you have Dabo, who refuses to participate in the uh, portal at all, and is also a guy that said he would quit the second players started getting money. Yeah, I mean, the guy, that guy's a hypocrite. Exactly. So don't if you're looking for me to come to Dabo's uh, defense, forget no, I'm about just it. Saying, but, he's but, one of the guys who's ruining college football by insisting he make as much money uh, as he I can possibly Deon's make. Dion's not an asshole at all. He's a fun-loving guy that he's cares great. about the people around him. And to the to your point, Mike, with the athletic piece, I saw that. Yeah, about just about some of the things he did in a locker in the clubhouse in baseball. When well, he, he, he was yeah. on sixty minutes too this past weekend, and it's like, yeah, this guy. I, I don't know. I just there's a lot to really really. He's like magnetic. About. People I, that don't like him don't like him because he's loud and flashy, and I'm not brings saying little he's an onto the field. And I'm saying what he did when he came to Colorado was a dick move. That was not cool. But overall, so he should, he should string those kids along. I just explained to you what I thought he should have done. He should have met with him one-on-one and said, hey, listen, you probably are not going to be a part of our plan. You're welcome to stay here, but you're probably not going to play. And you might want to go someplace where you can get in the game. just did it all at once. So I'm coming. Yeah, uh, whatever. I wouldn't want to be in that room and said, well, you know what? We made a big sacrifice to come here. We chased a big opportunity. I saw an interview with several of the players who were in that room who said, screw this. I'm going to stay and, and show them I belong here. Yep. And they did. Well, good, good for those guys. Uh, I'm happy for them. For the others, you know, I think more left than stayed based on the number of people. No, for sure. They did. They did. So I just, you know what? I, I had a boss who wasn't a perfect boss, but one of the things I always respected about him was when you went for an opportunity at that organization, if you didn't get it, he called you before he told the person who got the job to explain to you what happened and what he thought about your opportunities in the future and what you do. I thought that was really classy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way I like to see people conduct themselves. I think it's easy to love a winner and to love the best person and to treat them better than everybody else. That's the easiest thing in the world. When you treat the people who maybe uh, need to be lifted up, who have been disappointed, who had hoped for something they didn't get, when you treat them with the class and dignity that most people reserve only for people who can do something for them, to me, that's a leader. To me, that's the kind of person I want to be involved with. And I don't think on that op- on that occasion, Dion was that person. But obviously, he's a multifaceted guy. And, uh, you know, I think he brings a lot of excitement to the sport. I'd like to see Colorado um, do well. 
And uh, I love the fact that he brought the number one prospect in the country to a historically black college. I thought that was going to bring up the HBCUs, but you know, Dion went for the next opportunity, which is which is his his prerogative. But I I've been very excited to see him get involved in college football, and I think he's going to be a great thing for college football. He just did something that I thought was total dick move. Don't like it then. Didn't like it then. Don't like Duly it now. Duly noted. Don't want to see it happen again. It will. Was that the Geek of the Week segment? <laughs> <sighs> no, I think we're we're ready for the feedback. Cue oh, I the sweet-ass Max Prokop music. Yes, there it is. There it is. Sean, uh, since you have uh, piped up, why don't you lead off our feedback segment? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to talk. You're okay to talk. I just want you to say something when you do. Okay. You mean oh. actually have something to say? If you'd like to rephrase it, that's okay, but you're just wasting time now. <laughs> Three, two, we don't say oh, one. We just oh, okay. oh, my goodness. So this is from somebody named Dan. Excellent solo Detroit last week. Really fascinating to hear how bombshells come together. I contend this was a cover-up. Otherwise, you suspend Tucker with pay in July. MSU plan to protect their star football coach, who the athletic director hitches wagon to own wagon to. All the fallout and soap opera now is what happens when a dysfunctional university never reforms. Nothing changes in East Lansing unless they clean house. I don't know how anyone can root for a school like this, <laughs> let alone donate hard-earned money to these people. Spartan football is at rock bottom. Yeah, it's not looking good for him. Tough, tough to argue. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that uh, note, Dan. But as we've said before, thanks for listening. Uh, universities tend to protect the institution over other individuals first. They all, they don't handle these kind of things very well at all. No, they don't. Yeah, what did yeah, you? They, they were hoping it would go away. What's in your hand there? Uh, this is from Frank. Uh, today's show is outstanding, even though Sean sounds disinterested. He is so intelligent and on point. Just a great show. No, People read, want more Sean. Read it, please. I just read it. Even though Sean sounds You're not ad living. Even though Sean sounds disinterested, he is so intelligent and on point. I love this show. Just I'm very, very show. interested. Sometimes I just my my voice uh, uh, suggests something that's not really happening in my heart and soul. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, this, this moment of introspection brought to you by no one. Um, we encourage you to rate us on whatever platform where you listen to us. We have 610 ratings with an average of 4.7 stars. So that means most people like what they hear. And uh, so this week's this week's ratings are are uh, are anomalous. Um, we have zero stars with uh -oh. a rating headline: "No objectivity, hmm. completely biased, subjective, and lacks any sense of objectivity." So that was that one kind of, huh? That Ouch! One, that one, Ouch! That that hurts. That one did kind of hurt, and of course, you know, we we respect your uh, your you know your opinion, and uh, and we know that you wouldn't be a jerk off to send something like that, even though you use the screen name blah blah blah. <sighs> Once again, take the high road, Mike. Didn't give you their home address, which I have tracked down, by the way. So I will see you later. Take Bob. the high road. Uh, Black 150 gave us zero stars what? and said, train wreck that is well produced. The busting balls is annoying. Elric has a huge ego. Mark and Sean 
are great. Got to like keep close to the Come script on, that of hard be hitting. Five stars. I know. Why? Well, I, I guess I brought you guys. Wait, down. I love the fact that they say it's well produced. That's a credit <laughs> to Mr. Fellhauer. Oh, it is well produced, despite me. It's very kind. If it's that well produced, it wouldn't be train wreckings. Some of that's got to fall on the producer, right? I mean, always. Can't Maybe it's well engineered. But certainly couldn't be me. I think they're talking more about the content. Oh, oh, well, the, probably what he wants is more from me, I guess. I'm sure they do. He says, Mark and Sean are great. Got to keep close to the script of hard hitting behind the scenes stories. The love affair with crap music is maddening. Fast oh, forward why, yeah. is a great invention. Hmm. Black one. <sighs> Black 150's address is in Ann Arbor. Maybe we, we, we can change it up one of these days and start playing some interesting stuff. That would be great. You are always welcome to suggest something for Room 769. I found something for you it last night. It doesn't involve oh. David Byrne. What'd you find? Uh, I forgot to. Uh, I forgot to. Uh... <laughs> well, that doesn't really help us then. <laughs> oh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, God. He's pulling out his phone. No, no, no. Because... We're going to be here all day. No, we're not. I can get it in two seconds. I can get one, it in two one seconds. Are, are you going to send us an angel? Two. Oh. One. It's called uh, Forever in Sunset by Ezra Furman. Okay. You have it? Well, yeah. I mean, and what about it? No, it just sounded kind of cool. I hadn't heard it before. Well, can you tell? Can you tell us anything? I know about nothing it? about it. I just shazammed it. I thought, oh, that's it. It sounds interesting. You shazammed it. What is this? Two thousand and twelve? No. <laughs> how do you? How do you? When you hear something, how do you know what it is? Well, it starts with all the energy of a Sean Windsor appearance. <laughs> it's just interesting a little bit. Where you know? did you shazam this from? Were you in an elevator? Oh, the new episode of uh, the new season of Sex Education on Netflix. What's that? It's a British show. It's really uh, great about high schoolers and a, a kid who becomes a sex therapist in high school because his mom's a sex therapist oh, in real life. Sounds sounds realistic. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know that's... I thought, I thought Mike would like this because it's new, but it sounds... Like it could be room seven six zero nine, sort of. It does have some of that uh, ponderousness, Shugazing. but it yeah. it it moves with the speed and force of urine through a constricted urethra. I think that's how I would review it. Yeah, that's about all I heard. I heard you know thirty seconds of it, and I thought, oh well, who's this? Is there a tempo change coming? Yeah, there better be. Yeah, we don't need to wait. No, we've listened to enough. I just, you know. What a drum roll. Hey, there it is. And now all of a sudden that sounds like. Is this what Phil Collins has been doing since Genesis broke up? 1980. Right? It makes me want to get my OP shorts out. But that was not, that break or whatever was not, the tempo change was not part of what I heard. Because it wouldn't have fit with what was going on on the screen. I don't see Ezra dating a tight end anytime soon. So, so let me let me just, if I can, break this down. Um, you don't like the music here, but after listening to thirty seconds of something, you recommend it, and then we start to play it, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Bring back the Australian new wave synth pop." No, 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 no. I heard. Wait, 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 wait. wait. This is the busting balls we're supposed I to stop. I heard fifteen wait, seconds wait, wait. of that and thought, "No, that's interesting. It's new and it sounds like what Mike loves." So I thought uh, maybe I should uh, recommend it so you could listen to it and see what you think. You need to listen to more Taylor Swift. We, you know we, what I mean? No, thank you. We've learned a lot about what you don't like Taylor Swift. 
We've learned a lot about your attention hey, span. You liked it. Last time I suggested something, it was Tame Impala. No, it wasn't Tame Impala. Tame it was uh, great. No, Tame Impala is great. No, it was uh, the the gal from, she maybe was Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it had a lot of, that had a lot of beef to it. Why don't you like Taylor Swift's music? Why don't you, oh, ca- her, why don't you call them women? It's not, her, not like you have two called, little kids at home her, that played all the time like I do. Her music is fine. You don't want to be called gals anymore. Or honey. Her music is fine. Or sweet cakes. Let's say that I like Taylor's music about 25% less now, okay? <laughs> was that that's landing? I, I think was he landing here in Michigan to join the, the UAW? I, I, that is such I, a, hate it. I hate it that he makes me laugh that sometimes. Is such, like that this. that is such just, a brilliant quote, though, because 25% less of what? Right? Because he doesn't want to piss off the Swifties, but he likes it 25% less. Okay. That's a measurement of something. Oh, the guy has a the guy has a a, a a genius in him. He really does. Yeah, he's a mad genius. He, he really is. He, I understand why people like him. I don't care for him. Twenty five percent is zero. Twenty five percent. That's my point. Yeah, if yeah. it was a hundred percent, the, the way yeah. he speaks, the way he deflects, but doesn't sound like he's deflecting. The way he says, people say. You know, so the whole people. people say, I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing. Right. Just he. He has a way of giving his own words an authority they don't necessarily deserve. He's full of shit. Oh. Right. But but it's just it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It really is. No, this is this is. Some people are very compelling because they can just throw things out there and they kind of sell it without knowing whether it's right or wrong. And it's very. It's very magnetic, you know. You're drawn to say, "Oh, listen, this person seems like they know it. That they, you know, they cut through all the fog. They don't see all the gray. It's this is it. That's it. Blah 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 blah." And it, it's very, it's very compelling. But but life does have a lot of shades in it, and it does have a lot of nuance. And it's you know, wrong. <laughs> exactly. You know, I I like him 25 percent less than I did before that drop oh by the way mark mammalian location that's the one that you played yeah i'm not within I'm not the last up now. no no you don't need to but you played that on this show the last few months i do i remember it was good and you liked that yes. so uh-huh. that that's more kind of what i like but i just if we could just play sly and the family stone all the time diamond I'd be, in I'd the back oh yeah see that's there you go with that Making now, the scene with the gangster lean now we're grooving now we're grooving how can you ever criticize the glorious Buick Riviera when that's your groove. I love the Riviera. I almost bought a Riviera. I get out of here. In high school. <laughs> I, I think we, we, we made. It was a Cutlass. Get him out of here. It was a Cutlass Supreme, actually. Same car, though. We may have some wisdom from an ex- unexpected source there. Uh, if you'd like to weigh in on the show, positive, negative, whatever, we Go love it when you mommy. rate the show. <laughs> Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Please share the show, and uh, and you can send us your feedback at mlsolvedetroit at gmail.com. We also love to get your suggestions for music, preferably new wave music, but it's possible we could expand our horizons if you're persuasive and send us something that you've heard, like maybe at least half the song before you suggest it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. Uh, yeah. unless... Unless there's something just... Go home to your mom, darling. Some real Cracker Jack <laughs> oh, episode of the, the Sean and uh, Carlos podcast coming up. We may just want oh, it's to... All, it's lines, lines, lines. And uh, Cyrus would like that. Great guy. <laughs> I think Cyrus is a great guy. In fact, you know, one of the things, the many services he provides for us is that he takes us out. Get out of here. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> What you're doing is irresponsible. This club actually means something to this town. You don't think I see that every day out there on the streets? Are you kidding me? I think that's what it's all about, embracing change. Shame King! 
being brave. Your decision to bench Jamie was a masterstroke. I don't think we're allowed to talk like that at work anymore. You got no fear of the other dog.